It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Monday night. You know what that means? Another episode of the Loud Pedal. I am Michael Clark Griswold, my co-host, The Mouth, Brian Hustlinger. Yeah. And tonight we have a very special guest for you, the most winningest driver in Northeast Dirt Modified history, Brett the Jet Hearn. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. It's an, it's an it's honor to have you on the show. We've been talking about it for a while, right? We've been talking yeah, about it for a while, yeah. and uh, we're finally here. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. here. Yeah, sometimes things don't materialize as quick as you want it to or whatever, but, you know, we got all the kinks worked out, and we're ready to go. All right. All right. So, uh, Brett, uh, first question I want to ask is, uh, you know, uh, back in your heyday, you were known as bringing in, you know, the big corporate sponsors into the sport, which is, you know, obviously great for the sport. So what kind of how, how did you actually, you know, do that and get those big sponsors to come in and, and sponsor dirt racing? Well, you know, a lot of it was uh, just networking. And, you know, I think that the uh, the biggest thing was having a program that was able to deliver to the sponsor what they needed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that was first and foremost. And then, obviously, the second part was just networking with people that I knew may or may not be interested in doing something like that. We were, at the time, you know, getting quite a bit of, uh, we were getting, you know, some TV coverage. And we had This Week on Dirt. We had a lot of good things going for us. And and uh, and the, uh, the series was really solid. I was starting to really, you know, um, do fairly well. And, you know, it was just the, the right timing at the right time. That makes sense. A lot of hard work. And, you know, I'll, yeah, well, it actually was. I, I remember, uh, you know, I mean, I, in uh, 1984, when I went to go meet uh, with Pepsi, um, uh, the first place I had to go was Syracuse in the middle of winter. And it was uh, three below zero. And I Oof. got off the plane. I flew up. I flew up there. I got off the plane. And, uh, you know, I had a I had a suit on, a suit jacket on, and quite honestly, I didn't even own a jacket to go over it. So, you know, I remember how cold it was that morning when I got off the plane and I had to get a, you know, rent the car and then drive over to, to the meeting. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew kind of, you know, these the sponsorship meetings are kind of funny. I mean, like when you go in for a deal like that, uh, you can gauge the interest right off the get-go. And, you know, um, you usually have a good feeling or – not so good feeling by the time you leave that I was just a lot of talk and not really a lot of nothing's really going to come about this. But, you know, when I left that meeting with Pepsi that day, I, I knew that uh, I, I kind of knew that it was going to happen. And, uh, we, you know, I went to work in that direction and sure enough, it did. So, so most of your sponsorships that you uh, accrued over the years, were you the kind of the, the man behind it? You were the one going out, you know, and meeting with the, with the, the sponsors directly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I absolutely put. Uh, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it was it was you know pretty much my sales pitch and my um, my commitment to make. Um, I didn't really have anybody else in the background doing it for me. So, um, you know, obviously, like I said, it was about a lot about networking, um, knowing different people that made decisions and making contact and making plans and having meetings and, and then ultimately delivering what, what you promised. You want to get, you want to give us an example of uh, your sales pitch? <laughs> so everyone, everyone, every one of them was different. I mean, um, so. You know, okay. Say, we're, say, we, say we want to sponsor you. Say we want to sponsor you. We're, we're interested. Or you're interested in having our sponsorship. What would you say to us? Okay. The first thing, the first thing that I would say is, look, I've got this much in my program. I can, I, I one thing that guys make a, make a mistake with is they think that they need eventually go back to the well because they need more. They just ran out of engines or they ran out of money for tires or they, you know, they, or they crashed a car and they need parts to fix it. You know, my commitment was always, look, I can, I can guarantee you that once we make a deal for X amount of dollars, uh-huh. that I will fulfill my obligation. I will not come back to you and tell you that I ran out of anything. Right. I will not run out of promise. And that, you know, I mean, I think that was the, really the biggest thing. I mean, that's what really was the catch was, you know, if I go with Brett Hearn, not only, not only are we going to do well on the track, but he's not going to run out of resources halfway through the season and not be able to finish off this commitment. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, that's a, that's a so, big deal. Yeah, so, right? So many times guys go to, the, to a sponsor and they make a deal and say, like, they get X amount of dollars for the season but they really aren't prepared. If something goes sideways, they're not prepared to finish the season. Right. And they'll so go they, back to the well. I call, it, I call it going back to the well. They go back to the sponsor and say, well, you know, we, we just blew two engines in a row, and we really don't have any money to put, put any more together. We need some more money. That's, that's like the ultimate no-no in my mind. And that's, that's how yeah, you get, No, I agree with you. That's how yeah, I handle this. That's it's how you get like, so, yeah, have it together before right. you come pitch to me for I'm going to give you money. Have, have it together. Right. And then the other thing, the other thing that I always think about too is like when, when I went to a sponsor, I never called you. I never said you could help me out. I was always like, I can help you out. I can uh-huh. do this for you. I can do that for you. And nine times out of 10, I would say, look, I, I'm going to promise I can do this much for you. But I'll probably do more. Right. I'll probably. You, but at the end of the season, you'll say, "Wow, he did way more than he said he would do." And that's kind of that's kind of like the the guideline that I went by. It worked out well. I think it worked out pretty well. When you think about, you know, when you think about, uh, with the exception of my years at Freightliner, uh-huh. um, 89, 90, 91, I I've owned my own stuff up until uh, 2000, around 2006 when, um, when I made the, uh, the arrangement with uh, Madsons to basically own my team at my shop, which I was a big part, you know, I still brought a lot to the table. Um, and, you know, so I was paying my, I paid all my own bills. I mean, I drove for other teams in between or part of the schedule, 
Um, you know, we had, I had years where I drove for three different teams, basically a big block team, small block team, and maybe a Saturday night team. But at the end of the day, um, I paid my, I paid my own bills out of my own pocket at the end of the day. How many teams do that nowadays? Now it's a little harder to do than it was then. I, I, obviously, you know, when you're, when you're knocking down, um, you know, five, six, 10,000, 12,000 dollar races or you have a shot at Syracuse, um, uh-huh. you know, you, you sort of, I was sort of like at that spot in my career, I was sort of like, I didn't really want to share it. You know, I mean, I didn't want to have <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. you know, I didn't want to share it. And, uh, you know, no, it's really got kind of the same, um, it's the same thing as what Matt Shepard's doing now. You know, Matt yes, Shepard yes. builds his own team, works on his own team, washes it all, his own cars, fixes the flat tires on his trailer, and, you know, he pays his own bills. So, yeah. you know, he, he runs it as a, you know, as, as a business, and he's able to do that because he knocks down top threes on a regular basis. Yes, he does. Now, now uh, speaking of, of Matt Shepard, since you brought him up, uh, you know, he's, he's the closest to, to your eight championship record. Yes. So do you, do you kind of root against him? So he doesn't, so he doesn't tie or break your record or, or is it okay if he, you'll be okay with it if he eventually breaks that? Well, I mean, you know, he, he's, he's got a shot. I mean, my, my numbers when it comes to the super dirt series are a little bit, and my overall numbers are a little bit skewed. First of all, I didn't really run. I didn't really run for the dirt overall championship until I got with Freightliner. Okay. And I never, I, I, I run the Super Dirt Series, and I won that several times, but they really didn't, that really wasn't considered Mr. Dirt at the time. So it's a little bit messed up in the beginning. Because oh, gotcha. the Super Dirt Series championship and the overall championship were two different things. So you could win one and not win the other, and vice, you know, kind of vice versa, actually. Yep. Oh, I gotcha. So, that so makes really sense. Up, until, up, until the, up until the time that they actually made Mr. the Mr. Dirt Championship, the Super Dirt Series championship was, was a little bit messed up. The numbers are uh, messed up, but I mean, uh, not, not to take anything away from what what he, what he's accomplished or what he's going to accomplish in the future. Um, you know, I really, you know, I mean, I, I really ad- admire the way that that he does his business because it's very similar to the way that I did mine. And the other thing, and the other thing that Matt Shepard has going for him is he never wavered from wanting wanting to be a modified driver. He's never right. aspired to be late model driver, a sprint car driver. I dabbled in all that stuff. I did the Bush thing. So I really lost three years messing around, um, right. <laughs> you know, a little bit, and, and could, probably like in the prime of my career. But you know, I don't, I don't regret it. But I mean, that that was a game changer, also. Yeah, we uh, we talked to Matt uh, towards the end of last year, and he straight up said he has no no ambitions to run anything other than a dirt modified. You know, he said he's, he said he dabbled yeah. in some late model stuff like ten years ago, and he just wasn't a fan. Right, and that. You know, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's yeah. sort of like, you know, when I came back from doing my Bush Grand National stuff, uh, my focus was 100% on modified racing, and the numbers just, you know, went went straight up because that was my total focus, and that's his total focus, and that's and that works for him, you know, that's that that's what works for him, and you know, you can't take anything away from him for that. So a couple months ago, uh, Brett, we talked to uh, Doug Rose, and we asked him if there were a possibility of having a New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania tri-track series. He said he's in if we can get two other players in. What are your thoughts on that? 
Absolutely. Love to talk to him about it. Uh, the only yes, problem yes. that I see, well, obviously, the water is always tires. Tires, <laughs> right? And quite honestly, uh, something's changed. Big blocks are not the hot setup at Bridgeport. Even though they're allowed, they're really, they're really like uh, not the hot setup. So, yeah, they're not the hot you know, setup. How do you get guys that typically are running a, a, some, a small block to come to a big block track the next night? It's a difficult, difficult challenge. What if we do it a small block track track series? Aha. That, we could do that. that. That might make more sense. Yeah. Because those engines are a little bit more, more universal right now. Yeah, we might kind of uh, have I, it planned out. We were talking about it. We just got to get one Pennsylvania track on board. Our PA track. And we, we, right? we, we wanted to pick Grandview. Right. I would love to talk about that. That would be awesome. Um, I yeah, think we could and we also... And we also nominated you to go get the sponsorship to fund this. No, it was unanimous. We're like, nah, Brett's getting the money. Brett's, yeah, so we all nominated you to be the the, spo- uh, the sponsor go-getter guy there. <laughs> I, I actually have a sponsorship guy that's doing really well in Orange County. Um, if I have to yeah, seal the deal, I'll, I'll go in and seal the deal. How's that? That's Okay. Or just be there. Just stand there just to say, yeah, he did it. Just to make me and Mike look pretty good, at least a little bit. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so now that we got that one out of the way, yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. Yeah, that'll be sorry, cool. No, you're good. Yeah, I mean, Doug, Doug, Doug is doing an unbelievable job down there, and I mean the way they did that track and the layout. I mean, who would have thought after all these decades, uh, people uh, struggling to make that place fly, that you know he could do what he's done there is amazing. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, absolutely. In every, um, in every respect, you know. You oh, know, absolutely. He's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just there uh, a couple weeks ago when they had the uh, the World of Outlaws there, and there wasn't an empty seat in that place. I, I saw the video. I, yeah, it was it, packed. It more bleachers. Yeah, it was, it was packed. Absolutely packed. Um, so, <clears throat> so Brett, we've talked to you know quite a few drivers, <clears throat> and you know, uh, Eastern States pops up pretty often in our conversation and so we're just kind of wondering maybe if you'd be open to to listening to what some of the drivers have come to us and said and uh you know a lot of guys have come to us about the whole pit stops uh for eastern states and how they they'd like to see them maybe go away so we're wondering if you'd be ever be open to maybe splitting the race to like two 100 laps and doing like a a mandatory pit stop under yellow uh, you know, like the halfway point, kind of similar to like how Deo did for the, the Port Royal race last year. Well, see, the, the thing that we're, we're fighting with a couple different things, right? One is that there used to be, you know, four, five, six 200-lap races that required pit stops. So for guys right. to put brick fills in and have radios and all that stuff, it wasn't that big of a deal because pretty much after Labor Day, that's what you did. Right. Yeah. Um, the fact that we've dwindled down now to really uh, just a couple 200s and, and yeah. two of them being Fulton and Fonda, which are split in half. The tradition of the 200 at Orange County and Eastern States has always been the, the live pit stop. Right. Um, but we we have to think about that hard, hard, hard and long a little bit. Uh, you know, and it's going to be a decision between uh, several different people, not just myself, but um, – we are looking at a couple different things, and I'm not sure if a, a stop at halfway is going to fly, but right. maybe some some type of um, of a variation. Um, 
besides the live pit stops because they the, the teams just aren't they're not equipped or good enough to do it one time a year. Right. Uh, and make no, it right. Correct. Um, if we if there if there are teams that were doing it if they were doing it at Syracuse and doing it at Lebanon Valley and doing it at Fonda and doing it somewhere yeah. else, that would be different. But but you know um, the fact that teams are having to gear up to do it one time a year, they're just not prepared to do it. So like, right. So it does, yeah. it is definitely uh, definitely something we you know we need to think about moving forward. I, I I've got to agree with you there. Awesome. All right, Brett. So, what's what was uh, harder so far, being the director at Orange County or trying to get a sponsor? <laughs> uh, the first one. Um, yeah, we, uh, we had a lot of great plans last year, and we got stumped by yeah. the pandemic. Yep. And then, uh, yep. you know, as everyone knows, the rest is history. We ran part of the season with no fans, and then we got squashed from that we came back and we kind of did a two-day eastern states weekend which worked out pretty well for the car count side of things but obviously you know it wasn't what it was supposed to be and uh and then uh we come back this year and really quite honestly i mean new jersey they kind of knew they were going to be able to put people in the stands but we really did when we opened up on april 3rd we didn't know really what the parameters were going to be we didn't know uh if people were going to have to wear masks mandatory if they were going to have to have a negative test or if they were going to have to be vaccinated and you know luckily that stuff has kind of faded away like in the last month or so but right. you know mm-hmm. so that kind of stumped a little bit in the beginning of the season so things are just starting to normalize now so i'm still looking forward to a you know to a good summer season um but man it's a work in progress it really is no we we think you've done a great job and, and really have, you know turned turned a good corner with the track and you know obviously fans talk you know and the, and the rumor mill's always gone crazy you know on social media and everything so one of the latest things i've seen in the rumor mill is that there's possibly another hundred thousand to win race at orange county coming up maybe it's this year maybe it's next year has there been any talks of another hundred thousand to win race and if there is are you going to tell uh, matt williamson that he can't come yeah matt williamson <laughs> allowed, right <laughs> uh, I I haven't been in a conversation about that, so I think that's just pretty much speculation. I, okay. I don't I don't know anything about that. Okay. Sorry well, about man. that. No, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So we, so we will, but we will continue to have uh, you know uh, big big block races all through the summer. Um, we haven't announced the purses for all of them, but they're all substantial okay. and they're all well worth attending. And the championship for the big blocks pays what this year? Twenty five thousand. Twenty five. They pay twenty five thousand, which I don't think there's any other one single track no, that pays no. that much. Yeah, I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody's paying close to that. And the small block is ten thousand to win. I believe that's right. Yes. Yeah, I don't think anybody even pays that either. Uh, most most tracks don't pay that for a big block. So. Um, no. Of no. Yeah. Two, no. Two champions that that are going to get that much money. It's pretty substantial. Yeah. That's... So. So. Who came up uh, with the format, the Chase for the Big Block Championship? Was that yours, or you had a team? How'd that come all? How'd that start? Uh, that was that was that was a team, basically a team meeting. Um, we were trying to devise a schedule that would protect us a little bit from the fact that we didn't know if we were going to be able to have fans for the mm-hmm. first part of the season. Yeah. Yep. So um, we wanted, and, and you know, and quite honestly, we we just felt like. Uh, uh, the purses that we pay 
for us to do a small block and a big block separate of each other is just too much to take on on a regular Saturday night. Right. So without without um, completely you know stripping the purse from the small block division, which we had last year had anywhere from thirty five to forty five cars, and telling those guys, sorry guys, we're going to go big block and you guys don't have any place to race. We had to come up with a compromise that was going to work for both classes. And, and you know, I, I really feel like um, like big block racing right now, that the specials are the ones that people want to want to see. They want to see all the players in one place. Absolutely. You know, we devised a series, you know, we devised a series that um, where, where uh, we have six Thursday night races where, the, the players can come play and, the, and, and, the, and they're the guys and they're the guys that are, are, are people are going to want to stream if they can't make the race. And, and they're the people that, uh, that are going to bring the fans to the stands. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that, that was the, that was the game plan we came up with. Now, you know, at the end of the year, we reevaluate it and say, all right, that didn't work or that did work. Maybe, you know, I don't know where, where this leads to in the future, but that seemed like it was seemed like the best plan that we could come up with for a year that might be messed up again, at least half of it anyway. As it turned out, it's, it's been better than it's cleared up faster than most people expected. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, we reopened a couple months before we really anticipated. So it's all worked out in that, in that respect, but we had no guarantee that was going to happen. I think Especially it's, I think it's worked December. out well. Yeah. I think it's definitely worked out well with the big blocks on Thursday nights. You know, it's, and uh, I mean, you still well, have a great, a ton great of a, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does. And you still get all your small blocks on Saturday night, right? And we still and we still give those guys some some decent money to race for our you know our small block purse is bigger than most big block purses. So, I mean, yeah. what's your, you know, there's nothing really to complain about. And the other thing too that we were thinking is that you know most most of the times when we run both classes, and we do have a couple nights when we do that this year. But most of the most of the nights where we run both classes, uh, a lot of guys run both in one night, which is cool. Same thing I always did, you know. But the uh, the thing is, um, the guys that want to be there every single Saturday night, they have that option. They just they're just alternating cars. Right. One week is big block, next week is small block, and at the end of the day, just like Bridgeport, the cars are are virtually the same speed or darn near it. So yeah. the fans in the stands, they, yep. they don't really – they can't see what we have under the hood. The, the, the times are the same. Right. So at Bridgeport, yeah. no, one, no one says, well, wow, that's not really big block racing. They tell you how great the racing is. That's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100% on that. So, um, you know, looking, looking – I uh, just saw the news today. You guys just announced uh, the World of Outlaw late models uh, coming to Orange County. Uh, so how did that uh, kind of come into uh, materialize? It's uh, just a you know, race that the boss man wanted to see. And, uh, you know, you we made just, it happen. out to see if we can find a date to work, <laughs> and we made it happen. So, <laughs> um, you, know, uh, the, you know, the late models haven't been to Orange County I, I, uh, since 2004. So it's uh, yeah. you know, 17 years or something like that. And I think that the late models are a lot more mainstream than they were back in 2004. I mean, the guy, serious race people that, went to Volusia or went to uh, Charlotte, they knew about the late models. But for the most part, in, in, in the extreme northeast or northeast of Pennsylvania, we'll say, um, <laughs> you know, most people don't know – they don't know who the players are, you know. 
But the fact is that the late models are still, and I said this today, they're still the fastest non-wing cars on the planet, on dirt. Oh, yeah, oh, they are. With, without, without, without a doubt, they're insane. Um, so I think <laughs> we're going to have a great show. I, I'm hoping that we can get uh, a good contingent of, uh, of PA late models from the Port Royal area and down that way where they're very popular, Williams Grove. Um, uh, I'll be reaching out to some guys that I know down that way and try to entice them to come and be part of it. So it should be a great show. Um, the Sonata Nights this Saturday night, I'll be there looking forward to it. <laughs> did Gerald Chamberlain get an invite? He absolutely got an invite. I, I'm not sure if he replied, fully replied, but uh, actually his name came up in the conversation today um, because I, I asked how many um, how many drivers we're going to get, uh, four more drivers we're going to get to the track, and it's over 80 already. Oh, that's just the one. That's, that's a, just the ones we know about. Um, and it, it's a good Gerald night. Chamberlain was one of the ones that either responded with a maybe, but didn't come back and respond the second time. And uh, uh, but I hope he makes it. It'd be awesome. Well, uh, we'll call him and find out. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen need, for you. Help. Yeah. All right. Okay. No problem. Great. We got you. We got you on this one. Yeah, we uh, we interviewed we interviewed Gerald uh, not long ago, and I'll tell you what that was that was oh, that was such a fun oh. interview. Really? Yeah, he started interviewing yeah. us oh, by yeah. the end of the show. Yeah, we 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 told we said Gerald, we gotta we gotta go. You know, we're running out of time. He said, Well, I'm not done yet. Who <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. who else would we like to see? I mean, I, I <laughs> you got. Bright Bill's going to be there. Ty Scott, yourself. Um, I didn't even see who else, really. I just saw those guys so far. So, you know, I, you know what I think? The thing has kind of uh, evolved into as much of a reunion as it is a nostalgia night. Uh, these guys, yeah. from what I see, what I see, they'd love to get together and tell war stories. I mean, oh, it's, it's so, great. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a just a great night and, uh, yeah. and amazing yeah. how, how many guys look forward to it, you know? Uh, get back out there and check it out again. And and uh, for any of the guys, the older guys that haven't been there in a while, I mean, uh, the the uh, renovations, you know, with the grandstands and the bathrooms and just the old grounds in general is uh, it's pretty uh, pretty awesome to see after some years where you know things didn't look like they were being taken care of that well. So, yeah, um, I agree yeah. with that. Have you guys been out there this year yourselves? Uh, I've yeah, actually, I've been I've... out there once so far. I just moved back home, so I said I got to go home to my track and. I saw the renovations. I don't think they were completely all done yet when I was at Eastern States at 18, but now I see it's a look place looks great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've actually the most, never the most been. Of everything. Yeah. Sorry, Brad. I've actually never been to Orange County. I live, uh, I live down in Maryland. So I'm like 30 minutes South of Bridgeport. I had me and Brian actually had plans to go last year. Cause I'm a huge Matt Shepard fan. And he, you know, he announced he was going to run. Orange County Saturday night. So I was like, Brian, we're going to Orange County this year. And then COVID hit and there was yeah. no racing. So I'll definitely make it up this year at some point. I just don't know what night yet. Yeah. So, yeah. They got most of the, most of the final renovations got done before the centennial race in 19. So yeah, if you went in 18, you haven't seen, you know, probably. You no, not all of it. No. Yeah. I'll take them when Mike comes up. I'll I'll show him around, Brad. It's like my old stopping grounds. I've been going there since like '78, so I'll show him. I'll show him right. the ropes. Excellent, excellent. 
Do you, out of all the wins that you've had, do you have one special win? Most memorable well, I think it's to a, you. It's a, I, the most, my two, two most memorable ones, I think that it, it's kind of a tie between the first race in 85 that I won in, at Syracuse, which, you know, I think was even a shocker to myself. Um, and then the first time that we all went to Eldora and got to experience how grand that place is and set fast time, uh, started on the pole and slipped back to fourth early, came in and changed the tire on lap 40 and then came from dead last to, uh, to win it uh, over Bob McCready. And it was, that was a really special, special night when, when it all came down to me afterwards and said that was one of the best races you've ever seen there. Uh, right. That means a lot. That means a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, is there, I mean, obviously you've won, you know, pretty much anything that there is to win in, in Northeast Dirt Modified Racing, but is there anything out there that you didn't win that maybe you wanted to? Well, I think the, the last big race that I didn't win that I finally did win was, uh, you know, the Outlaw 200, Fulton, Victoria 200, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that was the one that um, had always, I'd Illusion. always been fairly close, but never really could finish the deal. And, uh, you know, that place is so much fun to run. But, I mean, that was one that I, that I really wanted. I mean, other than that, um, quite honestly, there aren't, if, if you look at my career stats, there weren't too many tracks that I was at more than, or any more than three times that I didn't win at. So, um I can't really think of another big race that I never got off the top of my head. I, um, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, yeah. I, I think of a race. I'm like, I, nope, I, I want that one too. <laughs> yeah, the Daniel Boone 200. There you go. In '78, I went there once and I got I got shocked by it. I never raced on a, I never raced on a track that had a cushion before. I didn't know what that <laughs> was. Something wrong here. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, so was, was it a little bit of a rude awakening for you then? Oh yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Uh, I got to watch Kenny Brightbill. You know, I mean, he, he probably had eight, eight inches more travel and suspension than I did. And, you know, he just run through those bumps, and uh, I was like, well, "How do you do that?" You know, but uh, uh, yeah, he had that figured out. But but I didn't. I mean, I came from the hard clay. I mean, I had one right. style yeah. of racing, and quite honestly. You know, even when I first started to travel away from Nazareth and Middletown, um, it took me a little while to realize that I couldn't drive those type of tracks like I drive Middletown or Nazareth. And and uh, once I developed a couple of different driving styles, I, w- I was able to manage things better. But, uh, you know, in the first couple outings, I was like, wow, that doesn't, I can't do this the way I do Middletown. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you gotta, I guess, uh, you know, you gotta be a very diverse driver when it comes to traveling. You know, every every track's different. You know, different driving styles. Yeah, I mean, once once you figure, you know, once you figure a couple things out, but it takes, you know, it may, it may take a couple of years, you know, two or right. three years um, to be, you know travel around a little bit before you can really figure it all out. And uh, once you get it, it's you know, it comes pretty easy. But man, it takes a little while to get it. And I imagine you gotta take pretty good notes too, and you know, be pretty organized with that stuff because you don't want to take notes and then you go back a year later and lose the notes. I'm like, Oh damn. <laughs> Got to start all over. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a shelf full of notes. 
show full of notes. But, uh, you know, the um, the thing is, uh, you know, the, the more you do it, the bit, it's, it's the time, experience. I mean, it all, it just adds up before you realize it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, thing, you know, the other thing, too, I mean, we, we always, as a, as a team, whether I was running with Doug Olson and the Olson cars or whether I was, you know, running my own deal in, in the 90s, I mean, you know, the thing is we always were – I always felt like we, we were better organized than most teams were, and that, that was a, a big, big push of ours. You know, uh, nowadays we have the, the, the big rivalry. I mean, I think the fans make it more of a rivalry than, than what it actually is because I think these two guys have a, a ton of respect for each other, but we got the, the Matt Shepard versus the Stuart Friesen, and then, you know, a lot of people actually are comparing that back to, you know, your heyday and, and you versus Danny Johnson. Do you yeah. kind of do you, do you kind of see that yourself or or uh, or no? Well, I I don't know if those guys are like I don't know if they're uh, friends. I, I I almost kind of doubt that they're friends. But like you said, I do, I do think they have respect for each other. And then they 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 somehow find a way at most places to rise to the front, kind of in a similar way to what Danny and I did at one time. Um, you know, no matter who's in the field. Um, there might be a couple different guys can mix it up with them pretty good, but at the end of the day, they you know they somehow find a way to race each other for the win. Uh-huh. Almost almost everywhere they go, it's it's uh, it's un- amazing. Yeah, it's it a is. lot of fun to watch too. It really is. Absolutely, I mean you're watching uh, you know absolutely well, without a doubt the two you know most talented drivers uh, in this in this era without a doubt. Any plans of bringing your uh, your big show to Orange County? Well, we uh, you know we talked about that also, and uh, you know we, we may may be able to reinvent that for uh, twenty two. We we didn't really want to go there in twenty one again because we didn't really know uh, yeah what was what we were up against. So you know that may uh, that may be something that we can uh, look at. I know the I know Chris has talked about that uh, and wanting to do that. So. We'll, uh, we'll have to see what 22 brings. All right, Brett. Well, you know, we appreciate you coming on here and, and, and talking to us with a little bit. We, you know, we could probably sit here and talk to you for hours yeah, all and, just, night. <laughs> and just, and just, and just pick your, and pick your brain of just about the years and years of racing uh, and, and everything going on in Orange County and everything. So uh, we do greatly appreciate yeah, you man. coming on. And uh, before, before we let you go, is there anybody you want to thank or anything before we let you go? Well, you know, um, I guess uh, you know I'm, I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, Congratulations. Uh, July 22nd, and uh, thanks. And uh, um, I kind of always said that I, I wanted to make sure that I was done driving full time before I did that, which I which I did. And uh, and uh, I'll be doing a lot of thanking when that that day rolls around because there's been a lot of people in my life that that have helped me do all this stuff and. Uh, you know, probably uh, probably too many to name in the time that I'm going to be allotted. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we'll, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. All right. Well, Brett, like, again, we, we want to thank you for taking some time out to join us this evening. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, all the plans you have in store for uh, Orange County the rest of the year and, and the years moving forward. Yeah, man, really, really appreciate it. And uh, I thought you guys were going to be a little tougher on me. Thanks for not being so tough. And, uh <laughs> Thanks for uh, all you do for the sport. No. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And, no, uh, thank you. Come look. Come look me up. Uh, come look me up at Nostalgia Night.
Yeah, I'll come see you. I'll have my uh, loud pedal shirt on. You can't miss me. And plus, you'll have my big mouth probably right. from afar. So. A loud, a very loud, loud pedal shirt. I'll look. Yeah. I'll, I'll be looking. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Have a good one, Brett. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Wow. That was that pretty was cool. The, that yeah. was very cool. That was that very was cool. The corporate jet, Brett Hearn. Man, that dude, he's, he's, a, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, that's what everybody says. If you get to know him, your attitude uh, dude, probably change. We could literally sit there. I could literally sit there for easily, hours just picking easily. his brain. No, it was interesting. Like, um... That was a great question about the corporate sponsorship they brought up and how we went. That was great. That was good stuff. That was really good stuff. Yeah, very educational for our fans. Very and educational us. for us, too. Yeah. I think he's going to have my legs broke when I go to Nostalgia Night, to be honest with you. <laughs> now, I'll go look him up because that's going to be a great night. I'm looking forward to that, too, with, like, all the legends there. and It's a big block race. It's going to be fun. So I'll be representing us as best as I can there. Which isn't very good, but whatever. I'll try Take, my best. You know, I am. I get like a little kid when I'm already like, oh. Um. So uh, tomorrow night, Anthracite Assault, North versus South, Short Track right. Super Series. I'm taking the North in five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be a good race. The uh, Friesen win it last year. Uh, I don't know. Or did they not? Wait, they didn't have it last. They didn't have it last year, did they? I don't remember if they. I don't remember if they had it. I don't think they had it last year. Last year was like a blur. You know what I mean? It was just like so messed up. Shepard won the year before. I think Billy Junior. I think Go Down won the year before that, maybe. Billy Junior's got the last one. I think he's won that in nineteen. Shepard won in nineteen. Maybe Billy won last year. Maybe they did do last year. Yeah, we'll have to. But I, th- I think if they had it last year, for some reason, something tells me Friesen won it last year. Now, it would be Billy Jr. because we had him on after. Yeah, I don't know. So I think I think Billy Jr. won it last year. I think Billy Jr. is the defending champion of that race. Somebody think... won it last year. We just don't know who. So that's, this, that's, that's tomorrow night. That should be a good race. Uh, Are we going to do early, early picks on it? As far as our um, grand champion picks, we're not looking good. No. Uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're fading. We're not, we're I mean, the only thing good. I got, well, you got the north because Bax is done. Yeah, because he didn't go to a race. No, and then I got Mahaney in the south, the Super Dirt Series, forget. I'm done with. Yeah. Um, because it's starting to get hot. I'm going out on a limb and picking Shepard for tomorrow night. Uh, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard. It's it's hard to pick again. He's getting into a groove and it's getting it's going to get scary. Oh, it's going to get real ugly soon. Yeah, it's, if he um, starts getting in a groove, it's going to get ugly soon. You're going to go Shepard, huh? Yeah, I have to. I just, I just, it's hard not to pick him. I don't. I don't know. But then again. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are, have been fast there. You know, uh, Ryan Watt seems to be pretty good there. He can pull it you off. Sure. It's, it, it, it's all honestly, it comes down to the draw. Yeah. Well, while 44 shows up, that's over. Oh, well, he's on the pole. Yeah. So I mean, all or right. at least second. Uh, 
So it's 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 tough. For it's real? really he's tough. Shepard. Oh man, he's won the race before. Uh, I mean, Godown's uh, Godown's good there, but I don't think Godown's going to be there. I think he's pretty much keeping it to Bridgeport this year, and maybe yeah, some select some, some select bigger type shows or something like that. Goulers, Goulers, Goulers. I was going to pick, yeah, but Mike didn't qualify for a feature. I was going to pick Mike. I'll go with Mike. I'll go with Mighty Mike. He's a solid pick. Yeah, I'll go with Mighty Mike because here he took the good one. Shocking. <laughs> I mean, you could pick 44. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'll go with Goulers. Uh, because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, look huh. what happened to Stuart Eckhart. He got involved in the heat, uh, wrecking his heat, and that was, he Stop. called it the night. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, you can blow a motor, you can do all kinds of things. Yeah, tire, who just, who knows? It's so, we, me and you watched the same midget race from, uh, where were they? Oh, they were from Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg, yeah. Four flips. Four flips. And the last one was the scariest. Chase Randall, I think the guy's name is. Yeah, he got a lot of air. He was as high as the top of the billboards yeah, in the in the turn, which has a ton yeah. of banking. He was, he was up wow. There. He got there. Did they race? Uh, they raced last night. Yeah, uh, Kyle Cummings won his first his first midget tour race win. Where they race? Hopstop. Hopstop. Okay. And then they race tonight, right? And then they're off Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and then I think then they finish up. Chris Window right now, Big Daddy's got the uh, overall lead right now. But don't Where? count out Buddy Colfoyd. No. Uh, Window's got the point lead uh, for Indiana uh, Midget Week. I'll definitely be watching Saturday night when they go to Kokomo. Yeah, but I'll be up. You'll be in the style tonight. Yeah, I'll be. I'm not gonna even have. Yeah, I'm gonna be like I'll, a little I'll, kid that night. I'll be. I'll be texting you like, dude, you I will not believe what just happened. I know. I know. Like, like, come on, why will flow? Come on here. I tried to do that. <laughs> I'll be checking up once in a while, but I'm really looking forward. That's. Do they? That's, they don't. They don't race action track or midget week, do they? Yeah, they. It's a, it's a half yeah. mile track. Action track? Yeah, I'm pretty sure action track's half mile, isn't it? Or is it three eighths? Oh. Action track in Pennsylvania, Kutztown? No, action track in Indiana. Oh, I don't know. I thought I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. How's it pronounced? Terry Holt? Terra Holt. Terra Holt, yeah, Terra Holt action yeah. track. Oh, all right, yeah. Terra Holt. I, when you just I said Terra Holt, I'm like, I what think, are you talking I, about? I think it's a half mile track. Terra Holt's that big? It might be a. No, I don't know. We got to go out there and do that one year and just hit uh, all that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Like, I need what to be we, in in a hard so, dirt country in Indiana. So what we need to do is either hit during Midget Week or hit during USAC, uh, the National Sprint Tour, when they're during coming. During Indiana, Indiana Sprint Week. Yeah. Yep. One of those two. I, either or it's a win-win. I was, looking, I was looking up the other day, and, like, most of the tracks are within, like, an hour and a half of each other. Yeah. My sister didn't move. We could have stayed at my sister and hit all of them because she was like an hour within all of them. I'm like, thanks. Well, they moved to Missouri. What we'll do is we'll stay. We'll get a hotel or something like in well, Indianapolis. We'll, or maybe we'll show up at our old house and just stay there. There we go. But, yeah. uh, I thought my sister still lived here. Sorry. So, I don't know. Get reservations. Leave us alone. So, uh, yeah, I want my coffee at 8 o'clock in the morning. Thanks. Yeah, we get a hotel. No, uh, like, say, like right in the heart of it or something. Yeah, right in, Indianap- <laughs> right in Indianapolis because that would be the heart and then you can you know. Uh, I think like uh, 
Kokomo is north of Indianapolis, I believe. It's like an hour and a half north. And then like south southwest is uh, uh what's that three eighths mile track they raced on the other night? Uh starts on the weekend? Peak. No uh, Paragon. Paragon, yeah, Paragon. Yeah. Oh, I definitely want Bloomington. I can't wait to that track. I really, really like that stop. track a lot. I want to see modified. I want to see modified Paragon. I want to see him at. Well, I was yeah. going to say Lawrenceburg, but you do it, it. It's called Bridgeport. which actually Bridgeport's a little bit bigger than uh, Lawrenceburg. Yeah. Um, I think the modified should be pretty badass at uh, Bloomington. Yeah. I need those tracks out there. They're just such beautiful facilities. It's just yeah. the race gotta, is on. We got to get somebody to do an Indiana swing. And then somebody was saying something like, "Oh, we got to race more more than five grand to go out there. Why? It's closer to Florida. It's closer than Florida. It's like ten. I, dude, I did a thing from Syracuse, I think, to like uh, the uh, Kokomo or something, was like ten hours. Dude, Matt Shepard yeah. and them guys are driving ten hours to come race Del Mar. Don't forget <laughs> those guys went down to Louisiana too. That was almost like a day ride. Yeah, like those guys will travel for five grand to win." Just to be a part of something historic. Yeah, and, I, and, if, and if we get Deo to do it, here's what he, I guarantee you, he does something like this. He does four nights of racing with the first night maybe being a practice night, and then he does a 5,000 to win, a 7,500 to win, and a yeah, 10 grand to win. Yeah, and, then we, and then his money seems to be pretty evenly distributed. Uh, not bad. Yeah, and like <laughs> when, they went, when he went down to Louisiana in the fall, he gave everybody guaranteed tow money. Yeah, plus the tow money, plus America Racers kicking in stuff, Sunoco's kicking in stuff. You got the hard chargers, all kinds of just money being. You got a yeah, chance to win a tire. I mean, I think it, I think it would be good. Yeah, so do I. Honestly, yeah, I do. Why not? We have to yeah. see their stupid cars come over here, right? Yeah, they're stupid fake modifieds. Yeah, like your shit's in my area, so like we're gonna bring our stuff. We'll show you what a modified's all about. Yeah, and we'll show you how much faster they are than your stupid modifieds. Dumb. What are those things? I'm going to take my Mazda 5, put the fenders out, and I'm going to run with them. <laughs> my, yeah. my 16 valve four cylinder. <laughs> yeah, those things are stupid. They're so ugly. What, the Mazda 5s? No, the. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, I like my little car. The Imca modifieds or whatever the hell yeah, they are. They're just wannabe they're late stupid. models. They don't even know what they are. You know, that's yeah. they don't even know what they are. But there's a lot of them out in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, there is. That's their version of our Northeast Dirt Modified. So that's... Yeah. But, but they're... I don't know. Ugly? Yeah, they're just dumb. Yeah, and not fast. At all. It's slow. It's like... Yeah. They're all like... Eh, they all got nicknames like Skeeter and... <laughs> Right, <laughs> they do like skater says. <laughs> yeah, no. Ridiculous. So Batman, who did I pick Batman to win this past Saturday? I, I think you, I think you did, but I'd have to go back and listen to the episode again. But I, I well, think you, you hit, did. Uh, you hit on uh, Scooby Doo there at uh, New Egypt. I think we both agreed on that one. And he wins. Yeah, he wins. He didn't know he, he won, won though. No, no, he's all he's. Oh, I won the sixer. Like no, he <laughs> just a thirty lapper at New Egypt. <laughs> just a just a weekly race there, Scoob. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, just you know, normal Saturday night stuff we do here in Jersey. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, so uh, Mike Gould oh, takes over point lead. 
Oh, I also picked Godown to win at Bridgeport. Yeah, so they were two for... Two for, like, 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I got one. I, what, that, which is a questionable. We don't even know if I picked Batman. I might have said I picked Batman. He's going to win a race at Atlanta Legends. I think you picked... You might have picked Justin Harris. I think I did. I think I picked T-Bone. Yeah, I picked T-Bone because you went with Matthew, obviously. Yeah. Um, Mark Johnson gets his first career Lechon Valley Big Block win this past Saturday. Mark's a very good driver. Did you pick that? I don't. I might have. No, I think you might have. We go back and listen to our own show. Next so time like we, should write, we, should just, we should just write these down. Yeah, we should. Um, Ronnie Davis the third sweeps at uh, Larry Larry White's parents' uh, playground. Uh, Pat, <laughs> yeah. Pat Ward got third at uh, um, Bolton. Bolton. Probably. Marasco picks up the top five. Where did I say he got top five? Was it at Bolton? Yeah, I think so. Let me check. He's been staying up there too in that area the past couple weeks. The Colonel. Uh, so yeah. What he's doing. yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Does he know what he's doing? No, I saw a post that he posted something about they might not be racing. Uh, I don't remember if it was Friday nights or Saturday nights well, for like a week or two. Well, oh, you know, that's right. He got a top five at Fulton because he was in the 247, which is uh, his Fonda car, or he drives, whatever. Okay, so yes, Saturday, Saturday he posted, due to technical difficulties, we will not be at Fonda tonight and possibly next Saturday in the 24-7 car. And then, yes, Friday night, he got a top five at Brewerton. He got another top five at Brewerton. Yeah, this past Friday night. Where did so he go? And he was at Fulton, too, and he got a top five. Oh, was he? I, thought, I believe so. I'm, I'm scrolling down. Yeah, here it is. Ronnie Davis, Mark Atulli, Pat Ward, uh, Mike Bresca, fourth. Okay. That's so, so he must have went there instead of Fonda. Holy shit, dude. Freezing one at Fonda. Shocker. Scrolling along. And he started, he started like 12th or 14th. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was like, uh, I don't know. He's like the greatest thing of all time. Kenny Tremont Jr. breaks, uh, hopefully gets the monkey off his back by winning Albany Saratoga this past Friday. That's a good looking. That's a good looking field they got there. Rocky Warner, the flying squirrel, wins at Utica, Rome. Yeah. Now check this out. Sean Walker was there. I like to get him on the show. I, you'd like it. He's a really good driver. Sean Walker is in the top ten. Alan Johnson, Piketty, and of course Friesen and uh, Shepard. Oh, and David Schilling showed up. That's so, a pretty good. That's not yeah, a bad looking top ten. Jessica's guess- in there too. I'm guessing AJ got a big block. 
Because totally. you're, uh, you're sure as hell not running Land of Legends on a Saturday night with a small block. No, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah, and he was he was up there for a while. You know, he led a couple laps Saturday night in the feature. And he go backwards, I take it? I mean, he broke the uh, broke the front suspension on a car, I think. Yeah. Got the hook. But the track did, the track looked, Land of Legends looked pretty rough Saturday night. That track does look rough, though, sometimes. It, it, it does. Not like, as rough as not as rough as Georgetown was on Friday night though. Good God, did you see that? That was no, a well, I na- heard that. nasty rut in turn one, which caused uh, Don yeah, Buffalino to go I over. Would... Yeah, he just caught that run. He went bloop bloop bloop. Yeah, that was a big rut. Now, I've heard well, people say that apparently there's an underground stream under turn one in Georgetown, so and that's, that's why true, they, that that's why they have there. Uh, yeah, that's why they have problems with it down there. Uh, Ryan Watt won that race to Darren Darren Russ Memorial. Yeah, yeah. Um, your boy won at Can Am. Oh yeah, Full. Old, yeah, old Timmy. So they've had what four races this year? Uh, four weekly races, and Fuller's it's won two, him. and Billy Dunn's won two. <laughs> yeah. Fuller won one one, and then Billy Dunn won two in a row, and then Fuller wins another one. Six four, six four. Um, actually, it was a pretty good weekend for Moresco. He got two top fives, and he's won. He's got a win at Brewerton already this year too. Yeah, he's just had some. He's had some bad luck though. I think with yeah, with, yeah stupid stuff like crap breaking on him. Yeah, I mean it's part of racing. It happens. Yeah, and he's probably getting sick and tired of it, of course. That would be too. Oh, Sunshine. Tyler Courtney's just he's just whooping up on them boys. Oh, uh, the All Stars. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's leading the points. I think Ian Matson is second in points. Uh, yeah, but he's got a pretty good lead. It looked like. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a past champion in USAC in the sprints, and he goes to let me try this wing thing, and his first. Uh, First series he's in, he's leading the points, <clears throat> and he's got yeah. like what five wins or something like that too. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's done pretty good for himself. Yeah, I'd say he's got the wing thing. Where does he go from here if he wins this? Go up to the Outlaws, which I could see. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Outlaws would be a step up. Only, I think, only because maybe they pay more. I, I don't know. And wing and wing stuff. It depends what he wants to do. Well, and his sponsors. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing it. See what he would have for them. I think he'd do okay against the Outlaws. I mean, I just think the the only thing would be tougher. I think the Outlaw schedule is a lot more grueling than the All Stars is. Right. No, I agree on that. They, yeah. Their their schedule is tough. I mean, eighty three races is a lot of races to travel to. Yeah. I mean, you're on yeah. the road literally from February until November. November. Yep. So it might take you know? a little break in here and there, like maybe for so Easter. You need, or, yeah, if you need parts, yeah. you have somebody has to drive them out to wherever you are from your shop, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember Steve Kinder saying one time in the interview, he was like, yeah, I got my guys uh, stocking me back up, meet me here to stock up so I can stock up on chassis. Because <laughs> they can yeah. build a car out of there, obviously. You'd have yeah. to. 
Yeah, I figure they have their primary car, a backup car, and probably enough parts in there to build a third car. Uh-huh. No. Or just something, or just in case something happens to your primary car or your secondary car. Dude, those trailers. So when I was at the World Outlaw Show at Bridgeport, I've I was seen talking. Them. I've seen them. Was, they're, they're something else. Yeah, I was talking to Mike Krejci, and uh, uh, there was a guy, a guy there that he knew in the uh, World Outlaws. He's like, yeah. That's my buddy that owns that truck and trailer. He just bought that trailer. It cost $350,000. I was like, that goddamn trailer costs more than my house. <laughs> That's wow. insane. Insane. $350,000 for the trailer. Wow. <laughs> That's, not even buying something it. In. That's not even buying something to pull the trailer. Or the amount of money no, in the trailer. The trailer. It's just yeah. the thing that you put the shit inside of. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, for a trailer. $350,000. Holy crap. Uh, that looks like the Gibson crew showing up with their yeah. quadruple stackers are uh, still. And, and, you know, and here comes Matt Shepard and his landscaping trailer. Yeah, pretty much, yep. You know, like, this is all I need. Honestly, uh, look, look, I'm not, like I said, we go over this every week. I'm not taking anything yeah, away. From, I'm not no. taking anything away from Stu. He's a hell of a driver. But what I think sets him and Matt apart is Matt works on his own shit. Yes. Week in and week out. Maybe Stu yeah. may help wrench at the track here and there, but he's We're not that guy. Stu doesn't know about a car or anything. We're not saying yeah. that. But he's so busy but, with NASCAR and everything that he doesn't have yeah. time to set his cars up during the week to where... He's got, like, a full-time crew. Yeah, Shepard's doing all that himself. Does he have guys helping him? Absolutely. I'm sure he does, but... Um, yeah. So. Well, I mean, Matt owning his team, too. He's got to try to keep the cost somewhat down. Exactly. Because he, he's, he's got to eat, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I still think... I'm still I'm still gonna say Shepard's better. Oh. Any day of the week. And, and you guys make it sound like we think like he's just like way better like by a thousand wins. No, I always said he's he's a he's a tad better. He is. He what is. we're seeing what we're seeing now, in my opinion, is the Danny Johnson Brett Hearn days. Oh dude, that's great. You'll because you never know when you're gonna see something like this ever again. No. Now, you might enjoy it. I don't care. You want to argue, be I'm going to sit back. I'm probably going to root for Matt most of the time. Yeah, I'm going to root for Matt. Yeah. But still wins. Okay. But I know when those two lock horns, it's going to be a hell of a wow. It's going to be a hell of a race. Yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> Just like I absolutely. saw Brett and Danny. When those two got, it's on. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, it's and great. I continuously, and I still talk about it today, like what, 20 years later. <laughs> It's great. It's great for the sport, you know. It, yeah, it you is. Know? But don't be, don't be, you know, don't be one of those fans. Like neither one of them or your driver's not going to win to walk out. I, I can't stand that. No, oh, yeah, no, I can't stand that. You know, uh, the race is never over until that checker flag falls. Yeah, you never know what could happen. I saw everybody <laughs> got up and left the one night when Hearn was running away in the thirty lapper, Danny. Kept working the inside, chasing down, and he won. He got him. He caught him. Dude, he chased him down. Dude, hell, him hell, hell, Tuesday night, last Tuesday night at Penn Can, Shepard and Friesen almost got taken out by a lap car. Yep. <laughs> yep, well, let's all go. Yeah, so you never know yeah, what I, could happen. 
I stay to the end. First of all, I paid for that, you know, for the for that race. I'm not going to just. Yeah, no, I'm not getting up and leaving. Absolutely not. Because I'm the kind of guy that will do, to go up and leave and like all of a sudden, dude, you just missed the greatest, you know, like that'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then you'll be pissed off. You'll be like, damn it, I was there. And I left. Like, like don't be like the, like you go to a sporting event, like a baseball game or something. People, there'll be people or like a hockey, like I've seen this, especially in hockey, like people show up like at the end of the first period and leave at the end of the second period. I'm like, you just paid all that money to watch one period of hockey just so, yeah, for one. Just so you don't have to deal with traffic. Like, get out of here. Stay home. Now, if I'm going, it's going to be a whole event. That's what I planned. Walk around, get there earlier, you know, do this. Like, we always do when we go. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I want to get there as early as I can. I'm going to stay as late as I can. Why? Because I don't do this all the time. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) There's just been times where I'm at the track for, like, nine hours. Yeah, I thought that. That's a long day, but... (laughs) It is, it's but better, it's, it, it's better, it's it's better than a nine-hour work day. It's sure as hell true, yeah. That's way better. I'm doing. I'm looking so forward to it. I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's going to be way cool. It's a big block show? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how many guys you'll get that are running. I don't know. Saturday, yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't know if, like, Shepard's going to come down. I mean, he's already locked into the championship. He's in. So you know, probably so not. Just, yeah, he may stay at Land of Legends and race there, but um, Decker. I mean, I imagine a lot of the guys that run small block on Saturday nights would be there in their big block. Yeah, but I can see Bill, Billy Decker doesn't really have a home track, and he's not in in yeah. yet. Uh, oh well, yeah, I'll find out Saturday when I do my pit walk. We'll all see. Yeah, yeah, it's the walk like like Brett said. And so when those guys get together, it's like a reunion. They want to talk to war stories. They're like, yeah, and it's awesome. That's the stories I want to hear. I want to hear like Jared, Gerald Chamberlain riding a motorcycle up in a bar, <laughs> in, inside the bar. You know, I want yeah. to hear stuff like that. Yeah, David yeah. Moore beating the crap out of somebody on the track and finding the state trooper telling about to go and don't and don't keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is the good stuff. That's that's the juicy stuff. Yeah, that's, when you that's get the a, stuff. those guys. Those guys are crazy back then. I love it. Yeah, it's great. When they get together and they can laugh about them nowadays, you know what I mean? It's It makes it even better. Yes, exactly. Remember that time? Yeah, it's just, I'd sit back and just enjoy listening to you guys talk. Yeah, damn right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, right hopefully you can book a couple of those guys for the show. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to yeah. try my best. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll, I will get contact info. I really want to get Ty Scott on. He's he's really good. I've seen him as a kid. He's done NASCAR stuff. Sprint. He's been he's a legend. I'll see who's there. I will try my best to get all the contact numbers I can get, and then we'll just go start filling in from there. Yeah, sounds good. All right, kids, we're gonna wrap this up for tonight. Hopefully you enjoy this uh, episode as much as we had fun recording this episode. Yeah, it was and, fun. Uh, I think next week we have the mullet, Tommy uh, Tommy Erico Jr. on. Uh-oh. Yeah. So that, sh- that, sh- that should be uh, should be an interesting show. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Until then, I'm Michael Clark Griswold with my co-host, The Mount, Brian Hustlinger. Yeah. Like us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram.
And you have been Black Flag. Shut the f*** up!